I'm Shannon. I am Rami. This is Workplace Hugs, where we talk about interesting things we've read, learned, or experienced to help us all. I'm missing the rest of the dialogue here. Uh, help us all expand our life toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy without a whole new degree. I will apologize. I normally am looking at this, and <laughs> I'm not looking at it right now. And so I messed it up. But after 203 times, I'll have a little uh, a little compassion for myself. I was of distracted. Course, My focus course. was stolen, Shannon. <laughs> I've got like the audio up. I've got the video up. I've got my notes up. Okay, but seriously, did you plan that? Did you plan that? Was that your introduction? No. Oh my god! Normally, we copy it and put it ahead of this thing. We do. And it's oh not my there. gosh, Rami, that's that's like the perfect introduction. This might be the introduction episode two hundred three that you nail. That your focus got stolen, <laughs> and today we are talking about a book called Stolen Focus by Johan. Ha- Hair. I was like, Hari? That's the, that wasn't his last name. Hair. I might be butchering his name here, folks. Uh, yeah. So, you guys, not very often will I say on this podcast that you should go read this whole book. This time, I am going to say you should go read this whole book. <laughs> it, after you listen to the podcast. After you listen so to the podcast. Don't stop listening. Don't right stop now. listening. Listen. Get the teaser, and hopefully, it makes you want to do more. Or you know what? Maybe you'll get everything you need from this episode. Who knows? Okay, so in this book, the author is exploring the challenges of attention and offering ideas on how we might reclaim our focus in this age that we're living in of constant distractions. So, like, cozy on up. Let's find a spot and begin our exploration of the world of focus and attention. So there's a couple themes I want to hit on uh, in our conversation. First, we're going to talk about why focus, presence, or giving our attention is hard. Then we're going to talk about the first step to, I like to think of it as repo, you know, like people get their cars repoed. I mean, that's never Mm -hmm. happened to me, but you know, like repossess your focus. Mm -hmm. Theme three, we're going to talk about the power of deep work. And then finally, we're going to wrap up with a pretty long list of practical tips and tricks. Like how the hell can you please like bring this practically into your life today? So, First things first, why is focus, presence, or giving our attention so hard? I don't think this part's going to be very shocking to anyone, but essentially it's because in the day and age in which we live, we're living in the attention economy. So in this digital era, our attention has become like literally a valued commodity. Companies and platforms vie for our attention by bombarding us with notifications, ads, and just endless streams of information. And a quote (laughs) in this book that really grabbed me to just imagine an alternate universe for a minute is they say, social media is designed to grab your attention and sell it to the highest bidder. But it could be designed to understand your intentions and to better help you achieve them. It's just as easy to design this life-affirming version of an app as the draining one. But it comes back to the business model. At the end of the day, many companies are out for profit right now, and that may not be the most profitable model. Can I tell you, when my notifications are set up incorrectly, Yeah. Um, I will get a double ping on my phone and a double ping on my laptop when I have a meeting, and it's wild. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about notifications and the tips and tricks because I did something drastic even before I read this book. It's freaking amazing. Um, So a little teaser out there. 
Okay, so so we know that we need to protect ourselves from this like highest bidder mentality of our attention being sold all the time. But like, what the hell is the first step to being able to repossess our focus? I think again, unsurprisingly, but you guys, if you just need motivation or ammunition for it, please take it in this episode. Unsurprisingly, it's mindfulness and practicing present moment awareness. So in a world that's constantly pulling us in different directions, this practice of actually finding the moment again becomes paramount. And and I think there's a distinct step between mindfulness and action. What I mean by that is like first you need to even like get mindful as to like what the hell is happening now so that you can access what I call with clients like the moment of choice. But if you're not even present and in the moment, it's like we, we've all been there before, you know, like when you're mm-hmm. just like on autopilot, you're a robot and there's no choice available to you. And all of a sudden, hell, I actually started the call with Robbie on this note. I was like, it was 930. And then I looked up and it was 1015 and I was supposed to be here. My my focus got <laughs> hijacked at some point in there, right? Where I just went into robot mode, probably scrolling on Instagram. <laughs> Oh, how human of me. Okay, so Rami, I'm curious, have you ever caught yourself giving away your precious attention to something or someone you really didn't want to be lately? The thing that I struggle, and we're going to hit this on the next theme, I think, but the thing I struggle the most with is like when I want to watch something. Yeah. And then I let it be like a two screen experience and it should always be a one screen experience. Like, I'm not in a movie theater, like, futzing on my phone. Yeah. Like, I have the ability to deep focus then. Yeah. But, like, I don't have that ability at home, and I really hate that. And so I really try a lot to, like, lose my phone in a different room Mm. and then go and watch something, Um, which has been hard lately because we lost our Apple TV remotes, and so I have to use my phone as a remote until that thing shows up. So I can't do that right now. damn it. Oh, they're so yeah. freaking sneaky like that. They're very tiny and very thin, and they have like almost no like tactileness to them. So they just well, I was saying, slip into things. God damn it. Like now you need to use your phone as a remote, and like Apple is so sneaky to embed that into our phones to make it oh, even sure. more likely that our phones are going to be nearby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even when oh, we're watching yeah. TV. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. So one that came up for me of like where I'm giving my attention away is I, you guys, I am such a nerd. I just like so love learning that I will save newsletters for later or like webinars for later. You know, like if I can't attend this continuing education coach webinar right now, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to grab the link and save it for later. And someday I'll get through all that shit. I don't do that anymore. If I don't have time to like do it in the moment, I delete it. If I don't have time to read this newsletter in the moment, no matter how riveting, how catchy that tagline was, the subject line was, I'm freaking deleting it. The other thing I'll find with myself is I get lulled into text alerts on my phone. Uh, And I'm trying to get back in the practice of power hours where I turn off like all notifications on my phone so I don't get the constant interruptions of the texts. I've, I've turned off a lot of the notifications for apps, but text and phone, especially with caring for a, child. a, a kid and elderly parents, you know, it's like mm-hmm. I've felt a little less ha- hesitant or a little more hesitant to turn off text and phone. Okay, but let's talk about this concept of, I call them power hours. 
in general, the theme is like the power of deep work. So the author talks about how in an age of shallow distractions, we simply must carve out this uninterrupted time for ourselves to have deep focused work where we can immerse ourselves in activities that require sustained attention. When we can do that, we actually have a shot of tapping into a state of flow. You know, like those times where you just feel like super productive or super creative because you're just in it. Rami, do you engage in, I, I call them power hours ever, where you, time where you like close the email, you shut off your phone and give yourself like uninterrupted focused time for work or for family? For work, it's usually like, okay, I'm going to like put my slack on like no notifications. Like you can't get to me unless you like double click to like send me something. Um, and then just like block myself and like don't respond to anything. Cause I think the hardest part too is like if your email is open and you're like seeing emails come through, it like distracts. So I like will close my email and like do everything offline, but like obviously I'm online. Um, and I've seen that that has been successful for me where I really just like need to, I always used to call it like locking in. Like mm. when I was in an office, I would like put on my big headphones. Yes. It was like, I'm locking in. Like I just need to focus and work for a little bit. So like leave me alone. Yeah. Um, and then I think with family, it's all about like how far the phone gets away from me. Um, but like my kid loves playing baseball. So after school, we'll like go outside like put the phone down we'll like turn on some music on the phone and then we'll like play baseball for a long time our kicker is like when he loses we'll start with three balls when two of them have gone into our neighbor's yard that's when we stop (laughs) so it's like we lost one we lost the second one like now we're done because i'm not losing three balls today and our neighbor's good he usually throws them back at us uh, like the next day when he sees them but um that's how i've found that it works otherwise like i really like when it's like nighttime and my phone is in a different place and it's like okay we're just gonna sit down and like watch a movie or play a game or something and you don't have that and it's easy too for us like i have so many records that it's easy to like not have even digital playing into it it's like okay we're gonna play a record everything else is off like it's very easy not to get distracted or if you're like listening to music and you get like notifications it like sometimes will pause or whatever um so my yeah. lo-fi and analog music listening. I love that. I want a record player and Nate's like, no, you would never use it. <laughs> like, you don't know that. Um, okay. So, so I, I periodically engage in power hours is what I, what I noticed about myself. So like if I have a new group coaching program launching or something, that's a time when the power hours will come out more for me where I will, turn off my phone. I don't turn it off, but I like put it in airplane mode, yep. close my email and and do all that stuff. But because of reading this book, I've decided I need that time more regularly. And so since reading this book, I've been blocking what I call admin days, which is two days a month. I'm trying it through the end of the year of just blocking two days a month where I literally like close my phone and my email for the whole day <laughs> And, and the family's just like screwed. Yeah. And and like no, like nobody okay, nobody's gonna die. Or if somebody was gonna die, like what the hell diff like what what the hell could I really do anyway? Exactly. And sometimes I will text Nate in advance if like maybe we sent Talia and like she was like feeling a little bit 
this sounds like shitty parenting. <laughs> we sent her to school and she was like, had a little bit of a head cold that day or something. Mm-hmm. I'll tell him in case we get a call saying she needs to come home. And it's not like I turn it off the whole day, but it's like, I'll turn it off and then I can choose. And it's more of a conscious choice of like, and I'm turning it back on now yep. to check in around lunchtime or something versus yeah. all the opportunities that we have to get sucked in with the never ending notifications or just like frankly it's just like the draw of the light of the screen sometimes Mm -hmm. it calls to you um okay so that was theme three the power of deep deep work now let's spend more time than we would maybe normally in an episode talking about practical tips and tricks we have we're gonna have like a a bounty of them we're gonna have like more than five but less than ten yes there will be eight of them here eight honestly there was probably more but these are the ones that i felt like would be the most useful or resonant for certain people all right so now we're taking it home we're taking it home eight practical tips and tricks for how you might repo your focus Instead of letting people steal it from you. Okay, the first one. Reclaim. Repo sounds like someone's doing it to you. How about reclaim? That seems like something that you'd have ownership on. Reclaim your focus. I like that. That's a better one. Okay, so reclaim tip one. Adopt a 10-minute rule. If you feel the urge to check your phone, wait 10 minutes. See if you still feel like it after that. I like that. Tip two. He calls it time boxing. So drawing, drawing out a detailed schedule for every day and sticking to it. And if you don't feel like doing it for every day, then maybe just time box for apps, which I was like, oh, shit. I do So that. you do that? Oh, yeah. Like, seriously, you do that. Yeah, what so what apps do you have a time box on? Reddit. So I put it at like 15 minutes is like how much I get to use it for. And then once I hit 15 minutes, it's like, do you want to add more time? And I have to like consciously be thinking about like, do I need one minute? Do I need 15? Or am I just like, I'm done for the day and I'm going to do whatever I want? Or am I just going to leave it off? Um, And if I don't open it up to like the rest of the day, every time I go to it, it's closed. And so it doesn't, it shows up as like dark on my uh, background. Uh And then I have to like click it, tell it to give me more time. And unbox myself. Okay, so you're reminding me, I do do this. Like, I have time limits set up on my phone for Instagram and for... Is that not what we're talking about? It is what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, where he maybe takes it a step further is he literally says, like, schedule it into your calendar. When okay, like, you I'm are gonna going to go on Instagram from, from 3 to 3.30. And that's it. And that's it. Or I'm going to check email from 9 to 9.30 and then... 12, 1230 and 5, 5.30. And that was the part, like, I've, I've heard those suggestions before for email, especially. Like, I've heard that suggestion of, like, block time. You're going to do it in the morning. But I never freaking do it. And when he put it in the spectrum of apps, because he says, like, go through your phone and delete every app. Just, like, delete every app. And if you really feel like you need an app, I dare you to mark on your calendar when you are going to be using said app that day. So it's not just like this mindlessness all the time. And Mm -hmm. that kind of got to me of like, yes, we can set up the limits, but how would I feel differently if I had a slot on my calendar that was like, scroll Instagram? I would probably feel pretty freaking gross about it. You know, like it would be like, this isn't a thing that I want to do compared to um, how it is today. 
So anyways, time boxing. Dare you to time box, like use the phone app, but then also maybe if it's like really something you want to get better at, schedule it on your calendar and see what happens for a week. <laughs> uh, okay. Tip three, change notifications to settings. So apps cannot interrupt you. I did this. Somebody suggested this to me over a year ago, probably a different book that I read. And it's pretty awesome. I know that my notifications have crept up again, you know, it's like you install new apps and take some off. So I definitely need to do an audit again at one point though, Rami. And I feel like this is actually still screwed up on my phone. So sorry if you ever leave me a voicemail. (laughs) I only leave you voicemails. That's why you're not (laughs) responding to me. So I got, I must have (laughs) been so good at adjusting notifications that I do not get notifications when I, when someone leaves me a voicemail even. But you like see it on your phone. If, but like, like imagine phone. sometimes like when you open it really quick and you're like, I, I miss it. So there have been times where I'm like, what? I, like, they left me. I didn't get that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm embarrassed to say that. So maybe you don't get like too good at it. Uh, but consider dumping notifications. I think there was a different book I read. Maybe we talked about it on the podcast, but I remember it saying something like, we get interrupted. The average person gets interrupted at least 70 times a day by notifications on their phone. And so they were saying, or no, maybe it wasn't interruptions. It was pickups. Like how many times a day do you pick up your phone? And so they were making a case to say like, whatever you have is your home screen, make that something that you want to be reminded of 70 times a day. You know? So like if you have a goal right now, that's really important to you. Make that as your screensaver. Or this cutie. Or or your kid. If that's the thing that you want to be reminded of. I'll typically like make my own wallpaper and have it be like a phrase or something that I want to. I'm a commitment to courage and compassion, whatever it is to remind me. And I'll change it up because otherwise it's going to be defaulted too. But it's that always was a alliterative. Not always, but like, yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that's about changing notifications for not surprising, but again, like let this be the motivation to actually get it done. Go do it. Unsubscribe Go do it. from mailing lists. Like take Open it the up, time. Unsubscribe. Get rid of those things. Yes. Yes. Like again, how many times have I filed shit away to read later because it looks good and I don't? So open it in the moment or acknowledge you just never have time to read this person's shit and unsubscribe. Or like like promotional emails, like all those things. Like I have, it's fun when Google's like, you've never opened an email from this address. Like, do you want those? And you're like, nah, unsubscribe. Yes, I was getting shit from Columbia because I ordered a pair of Columbia, like the outerwear brand. You know, I ordered a pair of boots from them last winter, and I was allowing myself to have that crap in my inbox multiple times a week, all week. Finally, yesterday, I was like, unsubscribe, Columbia, no more. I will tell Shannon you if will I need you again. will not be visiting your country. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, the outerwear. Okay. The country is off the list. Tip five is buy, a, it's called a K-safe. So it's a device that you can lock your phone away in for a set amount of time. Sorry, what? Yeah. I think it's, it's like a, a safe. Shit. Now I wish I would have brought my mine downstairs K-safe? and I could show it on video. So I'll admit it sounds kind of funny, but I actually I did buy one out of curiosity. So it's like a little plastic safe. Like the top comes off. Uh-huh. And they have different sizes. And I got one that was big enough to fit to at least two iPhones in it. So it's like mine and Nate's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can set the timer anywhere from one minute to like 
days if you wanted to lock something away that you don't want to distract you anymore. Can you override the lock? No, you cannot. Wait, what? You cannot. And the company so, advertises that. They're like, if you could override the lock, you would override the lock all the time. Hold on. You have to what break it. What if your it. kid was playing jokes on you and they put it in there and put like six days? Well, so like maybe keep it away from your kids. But that that would be pretty funny if a kid did that. No, uh, but like what if they put your wallet you or can your keys in it. there? So you 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 have to break the base to get in. And they have a video on like how to break the base if you need to break the base. But if your phone is in there, and then you, you can need buy to find a, a different device to watch this video on. Base. Yeah. And then you can buy a replacement base. Okay, so we bought a case safe. It just came yesterday. We have not yet used it as a family. Nate thinks it's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> I am on Nate's team here. I'm always on <laughs> Nate's team. I'm especially on Nate's team. But I really want to try it. And here's why. I'm going to tell a story. We did not have a K-Safe yet. And I think it would be even better if we had one. So we recently did like a family Friday night thing, right? Where there were no screens, right? So like we pick up Talia and we're like for the rest of the night, like we're nobody's going to be on a screen. So no phones in our pockets even. And what I realized is that it's resulting in way deeper conversation because even the buzzing in the pocket, you know, it's like it's an interruption to the flow. Or frankly, even when you have those um, like lulls in conversation, what's the first thing that everybody freaking does? They pick up their phone and they look at it. So even if it's not like a notification pops up on your phone, but it's just like getting out of that habit of like, oh, there's a lull in a conversation. Let me pick up my phone and fill the freaking time. So I got a case safe so we could put them away during family time because Nate was like, I'll just keep it in my pocket. I'm like, no, we're going to put it in the case safe. <laughs> I can see it being very functional and I like the idea of it, but. I just got to show allegiance to my man, Nate. So no, totally. Assume. It's like the the guy who wrote the book did this for like weeks. Like he put his phone away for weeks to break habit. So I don't understand. Is he getting his text somewhere else? Is he like getting like smoke signals? Like how does he know that people are alive in the world? He didn't do that. And let's acknowledge too, like he got paid to write a book on it. So I'm guessing like it was like literally his job to not look at his phone for a while and see what happened. <laughs> I guess. Okay. I do like the idea of like, all right, everybody, let's throw it in there for dinner time. It's going to be an hour. And then after our dinner, like we can take them out and like whatever. But at least like it's an hour of distractionlessness. Yeah. Um, which I, I really do like. So as much as I'm dumping on this K-Safe thing, everybody should get one. Yeah. Well, use our use our discount code. As if we had one. We don't. Okay. <laughs> Tip six. Install the app Freedom. I'll admit I haven't done this one yet, but he strongly advocated for it. So this app Freedom denies access to the internet or websites. So I've used parental controls before to try to stop myself <laughs> on my laptop from going to certain websites. You know, like it's like like mainly clothing sites, you know, where it's just like, oh, I'm just bored. I'll kill time. Let me see what I could buy on anthropology today. Uh, and I knew I was just doing it out of like avoidance or discomfort with the present moment. And it mm -hmm. blew my mind to have that interruption where it would be like, this site is blocked for parental control reasons. <laughs> it did cause me to find mindfulness again to like check myself before I wrecked myself or my budget. 
But I would be curious to try the app freedom and see if it goes even further than the parental controls can go in different yeah, things. I think it works as long as you're the one doing it and not somebody else dictating it for you. Like yeah. if Nate was like, all right, we got a block on our internet on anthropology and be like, oh, okay, that's you're overstepping. No, and he would never. He would No, never. I'm saying he wouldn't do that, but I'm saying like if you if it was somebody else doing it, it's like weird. But if you do it to yourself, then it's like okay. Like you're yeah. trying to build healthy habits. Totally. Maybe that's why he doesn't want to do the K save, because I suggested it. <laughs> healthy habits. We gotta have boundaries, Shannon. Okay. Tip seven schedule regular deep work sessions. So again on the theme we talked about earlier designate specific blocks of time where you can engage in deep work and have that required sustained focus and concentration. Make sure to create distraction-free environments, eliminate interruptions, all that good stuff. Oh, Pomodoro. Yeah. So Rami keeps saying that we need to record an episode on Pomodoro, but I just don't think it's that life-changing. But maybe. But you bring it up like. I do bring it up a lot. Every, every few weeks it comes up. So. And here it is again. Okay. So. Sometimes for you my deep work sessions. You start with a red sessions. sauce and you add, <laughs> it's, it's not an Italian sauce. No, it's, it's not. not no. It's not. So the Pomodoro method, I'll use this when I'm like daunted, when there's like just a lot of shit to get done. So I was doing Pomodoro when we were prepping our house for remodel. And basically all it is, is you can buy special apps or timers for it for like two bucks or whatever. But it's a 25 minutes of working, five minutes of rest. And then I think it's every four I don't know what they call them. I'll call them sprints like that. Every four 30 minute sprints, you get an extra long break of 30 minutes or something. And your goal is to do 10 of those a day. So I will do those sometimes during my deep work sessions, just so I don't get brain fatigue. If it's, if it's like computer work or in the case of a remodel, it was just like, just have a break. So try it. Try I, deep work I, sessions. Try the Pomodoro timer. Or if you're like me and you're analog, uh, I do it with my record player because each side is like 15 to 20 minutes. Nice. So it's like put on the record. You know what your timing is. Power through that one. Then you can take a break because it's not going to flip itself. And then when you're ready, you flip it and then you go right into the next chunk of work. Yeah. I like that. Another case for me to get a record player hint. Yeah, I'm definitely not on Nate's (laughs) Nate's side for this one. Okay. And then the last tip, I think this is like kind of the sum up of all the tips. Take digital detox breaks. So plan regular periods where you're going to disconnect from your digital devices, whether it's a few hours each day, a full day each week, or longer breaks during vacations. Make sure that you're giving yourself time to recharge and reset away from devices And use that time to actually engage in restorative practices, you know, like go spend time in nature, go pursue some hobbies, go read a physical book or dare I say, talk to other humans and have a social face to face interaction. I'm curious, though, on this one, Rami, what's the longest digital detox you've had since the digital age? Like, what's the longest? I've definitely been been in countries where I like have no Internet service. Like, I have my phone, but not internet service. I was in, like, a really tiny island in Japan and got no service. So I was just, like, futzing around for three days. That was fun. Um, we talked about it before. Like, when I've been on a cruise, it's like, I get no service, which is fine. Yeah. I like it. I, like, don't even have my phone. I'm like, I don't care. It's really like- nice to, like, jump right into a pool 
and not be worried about anything. Because it's always like, I got my keys, I got my wallet, I got my phone. It's like, I just have a room key that's plastic, and I'm sure it's fine if it gets wet because it's plastic. And so it's like, I'm just going to jump right in the pool and not worry about my pockets. Yeah, I think unsurprisingly to probably everyone you are less attached to your phone than i am to mine and oh i'm very attached to my phone well but like everything you just said i was like i was like oh my gosh i i i don't think i've gone more than hours at this point without until until i come to your house and throw your phone in your case safe for a week (laughs) And then you got to break the bottom out. And then I'm going to be out entirely. <laughs> What's the longest you think you'd be comfortable doing a digital detox for? Uh, how long of a Disney cruise do they make? I would go on whatever the <laughs> longest version of that is. The thing is, like, if you're with your immediate family, or at least for me, if I'm with my immediate family and I'm, like, out of reach and, like, I know that work knows that I'm out of reach and, like, yeah. no one... No urgent thing, work or family, can get to me. Yeah. And everything else is, like, fine. I'm fine being off the grid for, like, a week or two weeks. Yeah. Because if anything does happen and I'm somewhere remote, it's like I couldn't even get to you quickly if I had to. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think I would be in the same boat, but I think I take for granted. Like, I was like, well, I could stay away from my phone for a week. But then I'd be like, no, this is and TV. You know, it's like like nothing. No screens. That's the adjustment for me. It's Wait, reminding but the, like, me. The screen in the pool, does that count? Because I can't really avoid it. Like uh, somebody else's TV? Like the one in the cruise ship, because they show movies in the pool. I don't think. I mean, I don't know. It depends on how extreme you want to be. I can go for a very long time. Yeah. If that doesn't count and I can still watch my movies in the pool, then I'm good. I remember I ran an experiment where I told myself I couldn't watch TV for a month. And it was creepy how much I got done. (laughs) It was creepy. Yeah, I'm going to hard pass on that. I I think I enjoy it too much. Okay. Well, you know, maybe take one. I listening to my audiobooks and podcasts. That's what I would miss. And for me, it's music because all the music i listen to is through a digital device so mm-hmm. i would probably have some exceptions to the rule okay get nate to buy your record player yeah analog <laughs> yes he's it's warmer shannon it's warmer the vinyls sound warmer i believe it i believe it okay so this was a lot of practical tips and tricks for you i don't I'm not going to go through them again. We hope that you wrote down the one or two that you most want to try. From here, we'd love for you to connect with us on Instagram or LinkedIn and share with us. What would you add to this list? What are the practical tips and tricks that you have to help all of us reclaim our focus? With that, I've been Shannon. I've been Rami. And this has been Workplace Hugs.